Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are live. Welcome to the Not That Casual Podcast, or NTC for short. I am one of your hosts, Io the Great, a.k.a. Big Daddy King, a.k.a. Lord BBC, a.k.a. the Cheeseburger Champion, a.k.a. the Human Chicken Nugget, a.k.a. the biggest cock in the yard of hens. And I am joined by two of my wonderful co-hosts, uh, one gracious man that goes by the name of Double V Vicious Vic, a.k.a. Discount ASAP Rocky, a.k.a. Short Nigga But My Dick Tall, a.k.a. So what? I'll climb that Sequoia tall-ass tree, bitch, and I'll fuck. And I'm also joined by my other co-host. <clears throat> no need to do major introductions. He is Big Rich, a.k.a. Richard Grayson of the Flying Graysons, a.k.a. the true protege of the Batman, a.k.a. your favorite baby daddy's baby daddy's baby daddy. Oh, God. How we doing today, gentlemen? <clears throat> well, I was doing better before that fucking intro. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> no, what that's facts. You know what? Hey, you know what? I was I will say I appreciate you not cutting me off on my intros. Usually, usually Vic does cut me off on my intros, but you know what? Today, today's a good day. I mean, it was a little out of pocket, but that's all right. For today, you know, I go by Big Rich, but today you can call me Mystic Rich because I predict these things. Oh, Holy here we fuck. go. I, I don't know if you... <laughs> go I ahead, Vic. Go ahead on that card, bro. I mean, yeah, some of it I like I uh, kind of shook my head, but damn, bro. Imagine if I would have put money on that shit. Every fight that I predicted, I ended up changing on the walkouts. What happened to my mic? Hold on, hold on. That's crazy. That is crazy. Except, I think. Okay, uh, y'all gonna hate me, but before we get started, let me just say my favorite fight of the night was Chris Curtis and Mark Andre. Okay, mm. that was my favorite fight of the night. I uh, I don't care what you have to say. I'm gonna have to stop you there, buddy. Hey, <laughs> it's always the short ones that say something controversial. Um, I just you know, uh, no, what I have to say later is very controversial. Oh nah. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna hold off. We're not there yet. We're not there yet, ladies and gentlemen. We were. We will hold off on that. Um, other than that, though, uh, yeah, I had a. Great time yesterday. Me and my wife soloed the uh, the pay per view, so it was just us two rolling mm. deep with some Wingstop. You feel me? I don't think that's a solo. <laughs> hmm? That goes against the solo, doesn't it? Me and my wife were soloing the pay per view, so yeah, but it was nobody deep. else. It was nobody. We are one person. This is what happens when you're married. You wouldn't know anything about that. Oh no, let me stop. I'm sorry. That was a little. That hey man, little, have, uh... you, have you uh, <laughs> your parents together? You said what? Shit. I think. He said, "What? Yo, that's crazy. That's crazy. We are uh, we're cutting into the childhood. That's wild. That's crazy. But you know what? It's okay. I'll let it slide. You got that short man complex, so I get it. You get angry and emotional really quick. So it's fine. It's definitely warranted. What about you, Vic? How was your How was your How's your weekend so far? Well, the weekend's over. I have to go not yet, tomorrow. man. The weekend's not over till we go to sleep, baby boy. Uh, I had a pretty good weekend. Watched the fights. I enjoyed all the fights except maybe." One, uh, uh, yeah, we. I'm pretty sure I know which one it is. I'm gonna read your mind and I'm gonna hold that for the segment. But yeah, you're not a clairvoyant. I need you to look. Okay, this okay. Is stop. This is gonna stop right now. What's, what's stop? <laughs> you can back me up as well. <clears throat> you cut me off all the time, mm-hmm. nonstop. I need you to. Yeah, I have small lungs, as you like to point out. I'm a small person. Yeah, and yeah. you keep hogging all the fucking oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> he tends to do that. Yeah, he does. Y'all are disrespectful. You know what, man? You know what I need you to do, bro? 
you, what's up? What's up? What's up? Holla at me. You talked about earlier you having the unit, you, you being one person, you know what I mean? But it looks like you're falling in love with the mic, bruh. You know, your hands must be getting tired. Your lips must be getting tired as well. Because, <laughs> man, you're really squeezing tight and you're, you're blowing hard into the mic. I need you to stop that. Okay. Jesus. All right. Fair enough. All right, thank you. Now, I, just, I had I a great weekend. I apologize. I just want to had say a great weekend. Watched the fights. I had a good time. Good time with my son. Uh, and it's a it's an amazing thing, man. I had a pretty good weekend. Rich, you? It was excellent, man. I uh, did a little impromptu birthday party for my cousin. Um, uh-huh. He's been in this country a total of like two years, but he's out here trying to, you know, chase the illustrious American dream. So it's kind of hard, you know, when you don't speak. When your English isn't that great and you're just out here trying to make money, send it back home, you know. So we threw mm-hmm. him a little birthday party and then we watched the fights all together. So that's fucking sometimes awesome. I would like be fading in and out. So I'm, fuck, I'm watching and all of a sudden you have people trying to socialize with you and you're like, at the same time, you're like, fuck, man, I don't want to be rude, but I'm trying to watch this fight right now, you know. But uh, yeah, that pay per view card, um, it was what I expected it to be. Gotcha. <clears throat> well, yeah. I'll just leave it like that. Well, uh, I just want to say that's fucking awesome, Rich. I hope everything works out for you and your cousin. and I hope everything turns out pretty swell. Well, gentlemen, without further ado, I say, (laughs) let's go ahead and uh, (laughs) hop into the main card review. So I'm going to go to Vic first on this one, man. What did you think of first fight on the main card, which is... Arnold Allen versus Mosvar Ivalov, uh, which, by the way, the result was Ivalov by unanimous decision. So, what what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts, Vic? This fight to me was was very interesting. Mm. I did pick um, Mosvar to win, I believe, if my memory serves correctly. But I enjoyed it. Um, I feel like he, Mazar, uh, mixed in his wrestling and his striking in perfectly. Um, mm-hmm. He was in danger a couple of times with the guillotine, but other than that, he was like, this is what I would inspire to be if I was a UFC fighter. I, I have a wrestling background, so I mean, just to see this guy go out here and mix everything up the way he did was just, was just amazing. I'm kind of jealous. Uh, that's not to take away from Mr. Arnold Allen. His striking was on point. Um, he was doing a, a great job, I felt like. It's just, you know, in these grappling exchanges, he he came out on the bottom. He, what, he gave up five takedowns. You know, although his striking was on point, you know, he was a little bit lacking in the in the total strikes. But, man, it was, it was, it was what I thought it was. It was, it was nice. But when I did see the, when they were working out, I was like, oh, man, I'm kind of, Kind of shaky, but you know this this was a great fight, and I'm glad these guys got to showcase their their skills. And uh, it's the sky's the limit for Mister Mavzar. Um, that's the way I see it. I agree. What about you, Rich? What do we think? What was your analysis of the fight? Okay, um, if my memory serves correctly, which it could be. Wait, let me cut you off real quick. Uh, crazy, no, crazy. I'm joking. Go ahead, Rich. <clears throat> As I was saying, nah, um, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I know I picked Mofsar to 
to win. Uh, when they read that decision, I don't know if I agreed. Not gonna lie to you. Hmm. Interesting. Why I so? Mean, I just um I thought round one was all Allen, and then uh round two I was like okay yeah I guess you could give it to how do you say his last name Evolov Evoilev Evolov uh anyways <laughs> <laughs> not even gonna try that okay uh, what's going on with this mic man she's gonna piss me off I gotta no turn worries. it off turn it back on uh oh do we lose him no I'm I'm still here. Uh, Oh damn! You came in clear as day. Hello, and he's gone. And he disappeared like my dad from my childhood, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give Rich a little bit of time. So, um, while he's messing with the mic, I can, um, I. Uh, can you hear me? Oh, there he All is! Right. There he is! Cool. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I, I just went ahead and took off my headset. I was like, "Yeah, fuck it." This sounds a lot better anyway. Uh, this is just straight up off the laptop, so I'm probably just going to be going with this for the remainder of this. Um, yeah, I thought okay. round one was all Arnold Allen, man, and then mm-hmm. round two, if, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, Evilov, I gave it to mm-hmm. him in round two, and then round three, I, I'm not going to lie, man. I saw a lot of takedowns that, or takedown attempts because he could not secure that shit to save his life. I mean, he did eventually end up getting them, but it was like uh wasn't a whole lot of control wasn't a whole lot of damage so i thought they were going to give it to arnold allen and shit to my surprise i made the right pick and they gave it to mofsar so mm-hmm. uh, i didn't have much to say it was uh what i thought it was going to be i'm like well decision there we go mm-hmm. okay well that's that's interesting that's an interesting take i um i think i would have to go with um with vic on this at first i i'm not gonna lie i predicted arnold allen to win um Clearly, I was wrong. I think the first round was definitively Arnold Allen. And that's because there was the slow start from uh, most far. Um, but going into that second round, man, those 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 takedowns, those wrestling takedowns really helped uh, Ivoilev. And Ivoilev, man, like Vic said, he really mixed it in well. And I guess that's a testament to his 17-0 record. Um, he really, I think beforehand, he said he really wanted to get a finish uh, for this match because he kept, you know, he was, he kept hearing the criticism about people saying, oh, yeah, you win by domination, but it's always decision. It's always decision. So he definitively wanna, wanted to put a staple in that, make a name for himself. And um, the problem is he went against Arnold Allen, which Arnold Allen is kind of difficult to, to try to finish Arnold Allen. He's a dog. Uh, but I think they both put on a very good, um, technical bout it was it was it was it was enjoyable it was an enjoyable bout and i can't say that for all the fights um on this card but at least for this one it was definitely that and i think um he did just like if arnold allen had walked away with this win i don't think i would have been too upset but i think i don't want to discredit evoy levin saying that he didn't put in the work especially because both of y'all didn't mention this when arnold allen got him in that guillotine my boy, I don't know what he did, man. He did a gator roll in that hole. And it th- did a whole complete 360 turn when he had his head. Turned it out like he was from fucking, uh, like he was an alligator from fucking Australia or some shit. Crocodile. Gator rolled out of the fucking uh, guillotine and, and just walked away. I was like, holy shit. Now I know that nigga's neck is going to be tuned the fuck up in the morning. I knew it was. But, you know, credits to Ivoilev. He walks away 18-0 and... uh 
man, really impressive, really impressive on his end. And like Vic said, sky's the limit for him. Uh, well, that, that that particular technique is act the proper way to get out of a guillotine, especially mm-hmm. one that one's that particular guillotine is called the ninja choke, which is something that Myra Silva uses. And dude, that shit is tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like his technique was was spot on. I know it looked funny, impressive actually. But like that's that's the only way he would have lost. He would have like he would have lost that fight if. He couldn't get out of that, and as you mentioned, he was chasing the finish, and you know that could either go one of two ways. Later in the later in the card, we see how going for the finish totally can take you out of the fight with uh with Mike Malad and Neil Magny, mm-hmm. but there's have to be a uh, I think Mazar demonstrated that there has to be a balancing act between going to a finish. And accepting that, hey, the finish may not come, so let me go to my my backup plan, or you know, um, and he demonstrated that great. I th- I thought, yeah, no, I uh, I I agree with you, man. Um, I guess we'll get to that fight in a minute because I, man, something else, but yeah, no, he he did, and um, you know, when when chasing that finish doesn't work out, Voylev was, you know, he he changed up the game plans. So you know what? Fuck it, let's. Let's tag the shit and get out, you know, and that's what he did. And again, highly impressive for me, um, I thought. And so and not to take away from Arnold Allen, I hope Arnold Allen keeps his head up after this fight. My man's is a dog, a dog. So he sh- man, like I said, the sky's the limit for both of them. That's how I feel. Um, Rich, you want to say any last words before I move on to the next fight? Yeah, no, I just think, uh, man, this was good for me to watch because I, I hadn't seen too too much footage from them. So I was like, man, this gave me, like, some pretty good exposure. I have more respect for Arnold Allen. I'm like, you know what? He deserves to have that rank next to his name. And, yeah. I, man, I think it was a solid performance by both of them. You know, it was a good back-and-forth scrap. It wasn't boring, but, I mean, yeah, like how we said, it was, it was technical, you know? Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Yeah, man, it was hey, enough said for me, buddy. Um, so again, uh, Arnold Allen versus uh, Mosfar Evoylev. E- the result was Evoylev by unanimous decision. So congratulations to Evoylev. Second fight, uh, which is as Vic stated earlier, probably one of his favorite fights, is Chris Curtis versus Mark Andre. Oh, and the result wow. of that fight was uh, Chris Curtis by uh, split decision. So uh, Rich, you want to start us out on that one? Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, definitely was not one of my favorite fights on this card. I thought uh, I was expecting a lot more, but I mean, yeah, it was it, it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. I just um, I was expecting something more crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to throw that in there, you know. I got the right pick, but you know, <clears throat> whatever. Yeah, we we know. Uh, for those of you who don't remember from the last podcast episode for our predictions podcast, uh, Vic uh, and me got um. Uh, some fights wrong, but Rich, on the other hand, sweeped us completely. He predicted every single fight correctly, which is fucking crazy. Not exactly uh, the finish, but you know, at least the, the, the finish. Right no, the yeah. finish. No, but the the right person, yes, which is crazy within itself, man. So congratulations to to Vic. Vic is definitely uh, the loser of this week because I got more um, predictions correct than he did. So congratulations to Vic for being a loser. 
And congratulations to Richard for being the king of the week, man. King of the week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mr. Grinch. Mr. Grinch. I clap it up for Mr. Grinch. <laughs> just this week. Just this week. But yeah, no, I'm actually re-watching. Like, as we talk about these fights, I'm re-watching mm-hmm. at least snippets. You know, I'll try to skip around here and there. But, yeah. I got you. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to have to do some re-watching myself. But, um, yeah, as far as um the Chris Curtis-Mark Andre fight, I... It was an odd fight for me, right? Not a bad fight, but an odd fight uh, because I know Chris Curtis uh, prefers to be a finisher. And Mark andre it's just weird because I'm used to seeing when I watch Mark andres fights, he's he does do a lot of like forward pressure, not pacing, right? But a lot of forward pressure. And the amounts of times, like at least for this fight that I saw him like trying to fight off the back foot or going backwards in general, uh, it was just odd for me. Um, but Chris Curtis completely took advantage of that. I think um, there was a gas tank issue for both of them, like I said, probably in, like, the third round. But, you know, Chris Curtis came to box, came to play. The Canadian fans from the great land of Canada were not happy. Oh, excuse me. Jesus. They were not happy with that fight um, as much. But, hey, you know, um, I think at least from a uh, from a, from a fan standpoint, at least uh, – from what my knowledge uh, with 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 fights in general, I think it was a very it was a more technical bout that I expected. Again, it was just an odd fight because I expected um, fireworks. Um, but, you know, I'll sacrifice that for a good technical fight. And I think Chris Curtis edged it out in the third round. And for sure, for sure, he deserved to win that one. Man, I thought it was some beautiful work to the body. Yes, yes, yes. Very underrated because nobody I don't feel like nobody was really talking about it as much. It's beautiful work to the body, man. Um, and he had some decent uppercuts to come in with that shit too. Yeah, he did. And that's one thing that made me upset with him is like, man, I'm, I'm sitting here watching him and he'll land one pretty good shot and then he wouldn't follow it up with anything. He'll just kind of mm-hmm. sit around and wait for him to come back. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. I get, again, I, I feel you on that. Like I said, I expected fireworks, uh, but you know, it, a win's a win. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, Chris Curtis with the dub. What, what about you, Vic? Let's get your thoughts on the fight, man. Um, this is my favorite fight, not because of the the names involved, but the 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 display of striking by Chris Curtis, mm-hmm. and like like you guys said, the body work was just was to me was sneaky. It was just like, hey, I'm gonna just throw this in here, and it it looked fluid, and it looked like to me, like this was one of the better displays of striking in a technical sense on this card. Uh, not only that, not only this fight, but one of the fights on the prelims with with uh, Charles Jordan and Sean Woodson. Uh, the way those guys were throwing their combos together was just immaculate, and I was just I was kind of getting pissed off at the crowd because they're booing. I was like, "Man, this is some good stuff. This is some good stuff." Uh, but you know, yeah, that's that's how, that's how I felt. Yeah, I um. I agree with you on that. Uh, beautiful, I wouldn't say, uh, but unexpected, uh, unexpectedly fluid body strikes. I'd probably say that for Chris Curtis. Um, as far as the fans in the great land of Canada go, uh, they didn't really know shit, uh, respectfully. Um, like, for example, during this fight, this fight, like, had it been anywhere else, probably would have been, like, very, very, like, applauded really well. But 
the great land of Canada, man. Look, there's for people who are supposed to be nice all the fucking time. These niggas were being ruthless. They wanted motherfuckers to kill each other in that fucking octagon, bro. It was crazy. I'm like, bro, let these niggas breathe, bro. Can they breathe? But you know, you get what you get, I guess. And I thought it was a, I thought it was a re really well executed fight. The land, the the great land of Canada, did not believe it was. But uh, in the immortal words of uh, I can't even think right now. In the immortal, oh yeah, in the immortal words of my great uncle Luther, fuck them. And again, the result of that fight was Chris Curtis by split decision. Moving on to the next fight. This is the one, man. This is the one. Neil Magny versus Mike Malott, Canada's own Mike Malott. The result of this fight was Neil Magny by TKO. If you don't mind, gentlemen, I'd like to take this one uh, first. Uh, congratulations to my boy, Neil Magny, because in the last podcast, uh, like I stated before, uh, stop disrespecting my boy, Neil Magny. You keep throwing him in there, treating him like a goddamn gatekeeper, and then what'd he do? He ran over. He ran over your boy. Ran, ran over. over your boy. I'm no. sorry. I'm let you no, finish. In that, third, in that third round. In that uh, third round, did he not put the work on Mike Malat? Okay, listen. No, let me, he did Let me take a step back. Don't take a step back. Let me take a step back. Let me take a step back. First two rounds, Neil Magny was getting his shit rocked. Let me be. Let me be. Uh, in the immortal <laughs> words of Barack Obama, oh, let me be clear. All right, the let nigga Neil Magny was getting his shit rocked in those first two rounds, and that's what a testament to what Vic was talking about earlier. When you, you know, especially because Mike Malat was talking about some, I don't need the judges. You know, I'm a finisher. I, I keep the judges out of the equation. And we saw him time and time again try to go for a finish. It wasn't working. It was not working. And instead of switching up his game plan in the third round, like he should have, like Ivoilev did against his bout in, Arnold, uh, uh, against, in his bout against Arnold Allen, uh, instead of just switching up and taking the point, because he would have walked away with a win decisively, right? But Neil Magny, being the veteran that he is, picked him apart in the end of the third round uh, to a TKO finish. So maybe maybe running over was a little was a little hectic. I was probably just me being angry and passionate about the fight. Obviously, ladies and gentlemen, he did have run over Mike Malat. But that third round picked him apart to TKO. And that's I mostly say that's Mike's problem. That's Mike's fault. But hey, you know, congratulations to the goddamn uh, Haitian sensation, Neil Magny. Vic, you want to take away? Your 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 analysis of these fights are just like baffling to me. What? <laughs> literally, the last two minutes of the fight, yeah. he was getting. Don't 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 fucking cut him off. I see you. You're you're. you're, you're, you're... <laughs> I'm not cutting him off. I'm letting him talk. I told you why I said that shit, and I apologize for it. He didn't run over Mike Malai. I was just very passionate and angry. And I said those things, and I apologized. Yeah, but he did so, pick my part. Anyways, go ahead, Vic. Look, man, this this guy, I think my prediction was pretty spot on until the last, like, two and a half minutes. Mm -hmm. But Mike Malat looked good. Well, during mm -hmm. the walkouts, it looked like, actually, for all these fighters, to me, it looked like this was a big stage for everybody. You know, it was a moment. It was a coming out moment for a lot of people. And even more so for Mike Malott. You know, he's a young guy coming in. It's 10 and 10 and 1. Uh, he was undefeated in the in the in the in the UFC, right? Am I saying that right? In the in the no, yeah, in the, in the UFC. UFC. In the UFC he was undefeated. Um 
so he had a big chip on his shoulder. To me, in the walkouts, it looked like he was like trying to soak it in, but it looked like he was kind of over his head. But when once the fight started, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, he was wearing his ass out with them leg kicks. Yeah, like dude, the leg kicks were a complete game changer because you could see in the in in the in the with the stature of Neil Magny, he was getting irritated. He he couldn't really get the stuff off that he wanted to. And, you know, for the first two rounds, it was it was Mike Malott's house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, when, once if you're chasing a particular finish or a particular outcome, dude, you have to be prepared for everything. And it did not seem like this guy was prepared. And you can call it an experience. You can call it whatever you want not a good gas tank uh but it seemed like he was in a harder fight than he thought it was going to be and that kind of came out came back to bite him in the ass uh hats off to Nick manny he's uh he's tough and you know he proved that there tonight i mean yesterday whenever saturday yes <laughs> saturday oh, my bad yeah no, my days are running together no you're good bro you're good i um uh, I think uh, Rich, you should take it away from here. Uh, all right. So <clears throat> it's a lot similar to what you guys were saying. I thought my and first of all, let me get this out of the way. I kept I kept mispronouncing this man's name last week. I fucking called him Mike Mallet, Malot. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna pronounce it correct from now on. But I was impressed with him. I know he lost, but yeah, I mean, I can see why they're trying to. You know, why they put him on a pay-per-view and why they're trying to get him a rank, you know, put a number next to his name because, man, he definitely put in the work and I thought he looked good. You know, he was the smaller fighter of the two. But, um, yeah, I thought it was weird. Um, Neil Magny was having dist- uh, trouble trying to close that distance. And it was like every time he tried to look for Mike, you know, he would just glide out of the way. So. Until we got to that third round, that's where I had the oh shit moment. I was like, oh shit, oh shit. And man, I almost kind of felt bad for the guy because the ref gave him every opportunity to try to get him out of there. I was like, I thought he could have been stopped a few seconds sooner because I was like, bro, he's not doing anything. He's just fucking balled up right now. But um, hey, props to the ref. I mean, he tried to give him as many chances as he could. But man, all credit to my boy, Neil Magny. Who got it done? <clears throat> That's all I got for that one. Yeah, I think one thing I didn't bring up is that usually Neil Magny is good with his clinch work. Yeah. Um, but um, back to what Vic was saying about the leg kicks, which is another thing that I didn't open my mouth about because I was being too heated and passionate about the Magny when I got delusional. Uh, the the leg kick thing, man, and I you could tell Mike uh, Mike Malott has been studying some footage. Because Ian Gary tore his fucking legs up, Neil Magny, in their previous fight. And Mike Malas like, oh, shit, man, motherfucker, I could do that shit, too, and proceeded to tear up Neil Magny's legs, too. I think at, at the end of the first or the second round, uh, Neil Magny was limping off one of his legs. Now, I don't know if that was supposed to be, you know, him playing possum or he was hurting like he was in the Neil Magny fight or in the Ian Gary fight. But, yeah, those 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 leg kicks, man, they were doing something to Neil. I think people are starting to see – well, people have probably been seeing, um, uh, you know, Kryptonite and Neil Magny, but I think they just found uh, another another chink in Neil Magny's armor. Um, but yeah, congratulations to to the veteran 
uh, Neil Magny. And uh, Rich, yeah, I 100% agree with you. That fight could have been stopped earlier. Um, the ref probably was just trying to let him get something in because, you know, he was in his home home country, I guess, or the country he was raised. But, uh, yeah, no, that fight could have. He had such a dominant second round, too. I'm literally mm-hmm. watching this shit right now. I was like, holy fuck, man. You know how much yeah. control time that was? And, mm-hmm. uh, man, I mean, I wouldn't say they were, like, super effective strikes, but he was definitely landing strikes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, you know, a lot of things that the uh, the announce table was saying is that uh, Mike Millot is good at bringing stuff to his pace, which is a slower pace, and he dictates the slower pace really well. And so, oh, excuse me, goddamn, goddamn, excuse me. So in, in that second round, he really displayed that as well. I, I, he tore Neil Magny up in that second round, man. Jesus, but uh, yeah, again, uh, Mike Millot, you know, hope he keeps his head up from this one. He's he's good. He studies footage really well, clearly. And um, I hope he comes back in the next one and, uh, with uh, with some new, um, you know, weapons in his arsenal. And again, congratulations to the veteran Neil Magny. And uh, last but not least, that result was Neil Magny by TKO, ladies and gentlemen, TKO, technical knockout. Next, next fight. I for sure don't want to go first on this one. A hundred percent. And I, I, literally anybody can take it. Sure, uh, it, I'll go ahead, man. This Rock, was Petty. action-packed, <laughs> lightning Absolute. fast, thunderous strikes. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this, this fight just had it all. <laughs> and then I woke up. Oh, <laughs> So the fight in question, ladies and gentlemen, is one Raquel Pennington versus Myra Buena Silva, which I'd like to uh, make a correction from our last podcast. Um, This was this fight was for the vacant 135 Bantamweight Championship. We did not know. Uh, I'm going to say that was poor information and poor planning on my part. I'll take responsibility for that, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it it was on the website, too, because, I mean, I I double-checked that shit, man, and I was like, what is going on with this? That's why we even made it part of the segment where we talked about why is this not for the belt, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know when that got updated or when they changed that, but I'm glad it was because, holy fuck, this division, they need somebody. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you were right. And so you can go ahead and – uh, though the the result of this fight was Pennington by unanimous decision, but uh, Rich, you're more than welcome to go ahead and take the reins on this one. Oh man, well, let me just look at some of these stats. Let's see. <sighs> um, going off the stats that I'm reading right here, this is straight off the ESPN app, ladies and gentlemen. Um, they had total strikes for Raquel Pennington, she landed 265 of 342, whereas Myra only landed. 96 out of 118. So, I mean, 265 versus 96. Now, if you want to go significant strikes, they had Raquel Pennington at 134. I don't know where they got that number from. And Myra was at 69. Um, And then when it came down to control, they had it. It wasn't too big of a difference. They had Raquel Pennington. It says 11 minutes and 28 seconds. And Myra had eight minutes and 58 seconds of control time. And then, um, man, I don't remember watching any of these takedowns, but they said Raquel Pennington got one of three takedowns and Myra got three out of nine. Do y'all remember any of those? Uh, yeah, sorry. I was waiting to see if uh, Vic wanted to to throw in his two cents because I, I, I was so displeased with this fight. But, yeah, I do um... – I do remember those takedowns, but again, I just I'm trying to trying to save my 
my shit for last. So, Vic, you want to go ahead and chime in on, on this? Vic, you there? Oh, shit. I have my mic muted. I'm over here spilling my guts. Jeez. Um, Go ahead. Nah, man. There was some good stuff in this fight. You know, you sh- you got the heart of Raquel Pennington. Uh, yeah. You you got some. You got a little taste of the potential that Myra has. Unfortunately, the potential don't mean shit when you don't do anything with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially when somebody is coming into your realm that you're so supposedly so good at, and beating you in these positions, getting out of these certain positions, like dude. And the simple fact that it's like, I don't know, she kind of John Jones her almost like she's not known for her grappling. Is she? No, she's a predominantly striker boxer. And you, you see when they're not engaged in these these clinch situations, her hands are just flying. And she's having the utmost success with those. And then she goes in and does the freaking grappling. That's fine. If. The person doesn't know grappling, or that's not your. You have to readjust your strategy, but like, dude, why not go with the most effective way of winning? Anyways, maybe, maybe it's like this. I know once, once you get into that that grappling feel of, like fighting, it's hard to get out of it because your muscles are fucking tight. They're just used to that. So, ah, that could be an excuse, but like, goddamn, this was like amateurish almost to a point and then the last minute or two of the fight the chick is just laying on the floor getting kicked dude come on man come on man this was like i don't know i don't know this was kind of kind of a letdown you know i was expecting something a little bit more but i mean i'm sure they both fought their hearts out and you know I hope Myra can come back from this and it's a learning experience, much like Mike Malott. You know, she's only come up. Uh, Man, I did watching this when I saw the that last submission attempt from Raquel Pennington. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Oh, dude, don't even get me started on that shit. I was like, "What is going on?" I was like, "Am I about to be right on this shit? Is she gonna sub her?" And she got out. I was like, "That shit was deep." No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Okay, come on. Rewind this. Think about this. The proper way to do that technique. Is to be on the side of the arm. Why is yeah, she still yeah, in mount? Right. Yeah. She Why is she still in mount this whole time? In. She got it. She was trying to do it out of full mount. All she had to do was step over to the side. You know, step Not- over to the side. She was already she done. Power through was, it, huh? dude. Myra by by that point, Myra wasn't gonna do anything. Mm-hmm. I just got to that part in the fight. I'm skipping around right now. <laughs> Why are you in so. mount with your legs grapevined around the person on bottom? You already have the submission tight. You know what's even crazier than this? I'm, I'm going to say this, right? Uh, as long as you guys are good, because I don't want to interrupt you when I say this shit. Um, but, man, what's... Okay. What's up with everybody not listening to their fucking coaches, man? Just, just to tag on to what both of y'all said, if you are a known striker like Raquel Pennington, and most of your success comes from the striking, and during the fight... During, during the fight... Yeah, you are whooping fucking ass when you are striking, and then you you go into a clinch, or you try to shoot for a takedown on somebody who's known for their jujitsu, their grappling, their their wrestling. Well, not wrestling, but jujitsu, their grappling. You go to their realm, and then and then I you know I get if you do it the first time, right? 
But then you go back to your coach four different times on a stool, five different times on a stool, and the coach tells you, stop trying to wrestle with her. Stop trying to get into the clinch with her. You are showing success with the striking. Strike with her. Maintain your distance. Don't do that. And then you proceed for four rounds following this to do the same shit over and over and over again. That shit is fucking insanity. And then to take it to Myra Buena Silva, her coaches were trying to put her on something else. She wasn't even fucking listening. She was drinking water. She was fucking drinking water, throwing it over her head and yelling from her coach's stool. I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> pay attention. The fuck? Like, you yeah. are. You, oh my I'm God. at a line for this one, bro, but I. Mm, nah, nah, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Nah, bro. I'll, These I'll women did not it. deserve it, to man. be in the fucking main event with this title on the line. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Not, not, not with that fight. I was hoping for so much more. Motherfucker, I just saw Israel Adesanya's like video vlog of watching this pay-per-view. He fell asleep during this fight. Damn. He was asleep during this fight. And it's crazy because Izzy don't purposely try to go out and disrespect these women fighters. But holy shit, man. Come on, bro. And then Raquel, <clears throat> Raquel just disappointed me, man. You keep going into the clinch with this woman, man. And then Myra Brenna Silva, she doesn't do anything. She doesn't, she like it was so amateur looking. That's the crazy part. And again, no disrespect to these women, man. They're obviously doing something better than me and more successful with their lives, right? And Raquel Pennington has heart. Myra Buena Silva has potential. But to tack on to what Vic said, ain't no, it's just, it's, it's potential and it's untapped until you do something with that shit. And it was just untapped all night. And Raquel Pennington, man, I don't know what it is with not listening to your coach when you have a perfect game plan. And you're a vet, you know? Like, you've been around for so long. Some people, some people consider a pioneer of women mixed martial arts. And like you have a clear tool to win, and that's the striking game. And you like, okay, I'm gonna hit her a couple times. I see him a success. Ah, let me hug this bitch. Oh no, no, I'm gonna punch her again. I know I'm winning. Ah, I'm gonna hug you. Like, come on, bro. I don't know. That's just how I felt about it. Just to play a little devil's advocate, even to myself. Go ahead. Interesting. I, I can't really talk too much shit because although it did look amateurs, amateur-ish, and although you know it wasn't the proper game plan, but the shit was working. And that's what kind of pisses me off. It was working to a point to where you're out grappling a predominantly grappler and like, dude, why is this happening? You know, it's not that both these girls are good. Don't get me wrong. They, yeah. They're talented, obviously. But like this fight was, it was like, I'm at a loss for words, honestly. But like, I can be mad all, all I want to, but Raquel... Came out with the win, which was the desired result. Why does it matter how they got there? Well, I guess it matters because, you know, the shit is... Who's going to... After seeing this, fucking Holly Holmes can come back and beat the shit out of... Beat, beat Honestly, shit out of. 100%. I Ronda Rousey could come Uncle out of retirement. Yeah. Uncle Ronda Rousey could come back and, and destroy Raquel Pennington. Yeah, Uncle Dana would love that shit. <laughs> so He would love both of those. You know how many title shots he's given Holly home, bro, when it was so undeserved? Like four or five. <laughs> bro, that's yeah, yeah. But that's because but, that, know, go ahead. Go ahead, baby. I was gonna say, you know, she's a reliable party. Mm -hmm. He she she will show up to fight regardless of what the odds are or what position she may be in. She's reliable. She's one of those girls that, you know, 
uh, reliable. That's and she's gung ho, and she's a good ambassador for the sport and for the company. You want to build a model employee or whatever the fuck you want to call it, a model fighter? Holly Holmes is it? One hundred percent. I agree with you, man. And again, um, you know, Myra Buenasil was coming off of a three. She was coming off a three, three white, uh, three win, three win streak. And Raquel Pennington was coming off a five win streak. And and you know, we've seen I think the the frustration comes from us seeing these women perform before and how good they are and how good they can be. And you know, we're expecting some sort of minor clash of titans, you know, nothing crazy, but just a clash, more like a clash of styles, I guess. That's the best way to put it. And to see that not come to fruition, and then the 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 fact that it was just I don't know. I think it was just the, the it wasn't the fight that we wanted. It wasn't the fight that I wanted from both of these really good competitors. I was just pressed, man. I mean, like like I said, you got one person right with Raquel Pennington. She's in the corner. Coach telling her, "Don't grapple. Don't do that. Just strike." And then you go and you strike, and then you got Myra Buena Silva, uh, you know, screaming in her coach's corner like she's fucking Helen Keller, and she's <laughs> like, "Bitch, shut up! Like, listen to your coach. Like, listen to your coach." Bro, I thought you knew that's Vanderlei Silva's little brother. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, let me stop. Let me stop. Not the Vanderlei Silva. Come on. Come on. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, nah, that's wild. But, you know, anyways, like you said, Vic, it, it happened to work. It happened to work, and it was something It was something we may not have been happy with, but it, but it worked in favor of Raquel Pennington, who Wait, wins that fight and becomes the new – 135 uh, pound uh, bantamweight champion in the women's division by unanimous decision. So congratulations to the champion now, Raquel Pennington, who's been in the game for a while. So it's a good thing she got a belt now, but you know, just we'll see what happens in the future. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this takes us to our main event of the evening. Sean Strickland versus Drake is Duplessis. Now the result for this fight was Drake is Duplessis by split decision. He becomes the new 185-pound middleweight champion of the world, South Africa's first champion. Some would say Africa's first real champion. Yo, hey, yo. Uh, not my words. Uh, just quoting, you know, the great. Not my Africa. Not my, oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, I, I won't even take the reins on this one. Uh, Vic, man, I kind of want to hear what you have to say about this fight, man. Me Go too. ahead. Vic, Earth to Vic. Vic. I oh. didn't think. There he I is. I did not think that um, Mr. DDP won. Wow. I, I think. Mm. Wow. I, think, I thought Sean Strickland won. And this is me being perfectly unbiased. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Explain that. Explain that because um, it's a part of another problem I want to talk about later. But go ahead and explain that. Look, I give – I believe they both had some great moments in the fight. Mm -hmm. uh, I think DDP, he's, he's a great fighter. You know what I mean? His striking is, is pretty good. The way he mixed it in the wrestling, although he did not do much with it, I felt the, the, the fact that he could just threaten and get the takedowns that he did and just mix it up was pretty good for me. Um, it seemed like to me that Sean won because of just the number of strikes that he landed 
his lack of damage, even though he did get, you know, messed up in the he got messed up. Don't get me wrong. But the shots that I'm seeing. <coughs> oh, Jesus. Give me a second. Go ahead. Take your time, man. Not too much time. Anyways, I didn't. Okay. I don't know, man. I don't know what what. Fuck. It didn't seem like to me that he won. Yeah, it was just every time the, the moments I remember in this fight were the constant jab of Strickland. I saw that Drakus was having trouble getting to him in the earlier rounds. I did when he was landing, it didn't seem like they had oomph. I mean, a lot of them that he whiffed, it seemed like, man, you're just grasping at straws at this point. Um, but I don't know, it's just me. Uh, he was aggressive, very aggressive, and then he did have more success later on in the fight, like I said, with the takedowns and getting his strikes off. But overall, I didn't think, I didn't think, I, I would have been like, if it was a tie or a draw, I would have been perfectly fine with that. But I didn't think he did enough for me to win the fight. Mm. Um, go ahead, Rich. What do you What do you think? What do you think of that? All right. <clears throat> so let's. Um, I, I kind of want to get a feel for you guys. Like, like I said, I was in and out because you know I'm celebrating a birthday party and I'm trying to watch this pay per view at the same time. I thought a split decision was fair. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I think it was very competitive. I thought it was pretty much what we were expecting. You know, the awkwardness of uh, Drakus Duplessis and yeah. the boxing of Sean Strickland that, you know, made the night what it was and made the fight what we anticipated. And, man, can can we get a shout-out for some of that action, like the swollen eye and the cuts? Uh, by the way, uh, I, I was reading online. What's up with that? Like, um, is, was there a headbutt or something that happened? I, I feel like I totally missed that. Yeah, so um, after I feel like a, a referee after reviewing the footage, <laughs> yeah, no, so I went back and there was like a there was a tiny headbutt in there. Um, mm. so it was a it was a tiny clash of heads, it clearly wasn't on purpose, but it was it's because, like, um, if you notice when when Sean Strickland usually throws a like a left hook, he dips his head in, yeah, and Drake is already swings like that when he when he moves forward, so he already. You know, throws hooks, but he moves in with his head. So that's it was one of those moments. Oh, okay, okay. And man, I'm trying to remember. Uh, if if I, if I remember correctly, was it round one that Sean Strickland like kind of um stunned Drake's Duplessis? He definitively won round one. I think uh, Vic can attest to that one at least. Yeah. Um, he de- definitively won round one. Um, even with Drake's late, um minute takedown um which yeah i don't i don't think that that round did anything for him no that that takedown did anything for him in that round yeah it it didn't it didn't really uh especially because he couldn't even hold the total control time was like 19 seconds i think um so yeah no it didn't do jack shit for ddp so at least on all the scoreboards i think at least the first round and the fifth round uh were mostly scored for um uh, Sean Strickland. Strickland. Mm-hmm. So, um, go ahead. How Vic. did you have it? I don't think we oh, even sorry, talked about you. Me? Okay, I was waiting to let y'all get it out. So, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie, right? And I'm going the total opposite direction of Vic. Uh, Duplessis won that fight. Um, 
and I'm going to get, I know I'm going to get a little bit of backlash for it. Um, and it's a thing we can talk about later, but um, right now, at least we're just talking pure fights. I think it was a really close fight. I'm not taking anything away from Sean Strickland. Even Sean Strickland himself said he felt like he won that fight. And that's, that's legitimate. Had Sean Strickland, had they gave him that decision, I don't know if I would have been upset because of how close that fight was, especially yeah. that fifth round, man. Sean came to kill. But Duplessis, at least when I was watching, I think round one was Sean, definitively. I think we can all agree that round one was Sean Strickland. Uh, round two was a little up in the air for me, which I, a lot of other people... Um, I think they that's think, a general consensus right now. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, no, so for some people, right, it is round two is a little up in the air. Uh, but some people, it's round three is up in the air. Um, so either way, we have at least one round that's up in the air. And I think it was round two. I think round two was a little up in the air, but I went ahead and I gave it to Duplessis because in round three, I think Duplessis mixed that wrestling and that striking really well. And then round four, same thing from Duplessis, just not as heavy. Uh, a little bit more action from Sean. And then round five, definitely, I comfortably can say Sean Strickland won round five. Again, still up in the air round two. I, I gave round two to Duplessis, uh, but had somebody scored it for Sean instead, I can't, I can't argue that. So I'm going to say Sean Strickland comfortably won round one and round five. Uh, where Duplessis uh, won the up the the fifty fifty round, which is round two. I gave that to Duplessis. Uh, round three and round four also to Duplessis. Some people pitched it as a shutout, uh, which I thought was weird. Um, some people were saying uh, four one, four one Duplessis. Um, I think no if you said four one. That's you're a psychopath. Uh, respectfully, if you said Duplessis four rounds to one on Sean Strickland, you. Uh, you eat pizza crust down. <laughs> um, you also bite directly into your string cheese. Um, and you say pecan instead of pecan pie. Pecan? Um, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. No, I, I had to test it out. It just felt I, unnatural. Exactly. Don't don't do that. Rich, Rich, I love you, bro. We've been we've been friends since high school. Don't make me try drive to where you're at and choke the shit out of you, respectfully. Okay. I'll try. I'll try this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No violence. No violence. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What What do you Come think? Come on, my friend. Come on, my friend. Big, big. What did you think? Well, just a little bit of a. He didn't score mm -hmm. any takedowns in the third round. Mm -hmm. No, he didn't. Oh, no, am I no confusing it? I think You're I'm confused about the fourth round. Yeah. Okay. So cool. That's my bad, ladies and gentlemen. I confused the third and the fourth round together. So fourth round. Yes. Go ahead. Mm. I don't know, man. Like I was saying earlier, I didn't think this was a close fight. No, no lie. So, like the fact that people are going both ways, excuse me, about it is perfectly both? fine. I'm cool with it. You hear me? Both yes. ways. What you mean by that? <laughs> oh, we're just being um, immature. The way sorry. your eyes go, go both That's ways. Crazy. Yo, that's oh. crazy. That's not even true. Unless yeah. I stare into the camera and I look really hard, then I can go. Who told you that? Who told you? I've, I've, I've seen this guy in real life. You know, where'd, you, not, uh, shit. where'd you get this information? I, from? IRL. Yeah, dude. Um, no, man, this, this fight was it was a great fight. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I, I just had Strickland coming out at the end. Um, just I don't know. His striking to me was more precise. His his, 
I don't know, man. It's just just one of those things. Although, yeah, he had the takedowns, but at, at the end of the day, if you don't really yield much from the takedowns, you can you can have 40 takedowns. This ain't strictly wrestling, you know. You don't get two points for every takedown. You get you get points for getting the takedown, having some control, having some damage done. I just didn't see that. John Strickland was when I, I had him winning the fight. I, that's all I have to say. I don't know. It was just it wasn't by much. Like I said, if they would have done a draw, something like that, I would be like, oh, okay, I see it. But I don't know. I don't know how you how you get to the point of getting Duplessis like definitively winning this fight because I didn't see that at all. He did not shut out Sean Strickland. He didn't even. It wasn't like oh. It was definitive. No, I didn't see that at all. I saw two guys fighting hard. Sean Strickland coming out ahead a little bit, possibly a draw. Yeah, but you know, they decided, um, Str- uh, they decided Duplessis. I will say though, um, to your testament, Vic, um, I was uh, was watching some some people's opinions the other day. Mighty Mouse um, scored it three two Duplessis. Uh, Volkanovski, his was also up in the air because he said that second round he doesn't know, uh, but he mostly scored it for Duplessis. Um, Izzy scored a Duplessis. Uh, Henry Cejudo scored a Duplessis. I don't uh, see where in this is to my point at all. Joe Rogan, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan was the one that surprised me the most. Joe Rogan, Eddie Bravo, um. Who else? Uh, Joey uh, Diaz. Joey Diaz was there as well, and um, Br- Brandon Brandon Schaub's and Joey Diaz's big asses were both there. I don't know, but they all, which I thought was a surprise. I was just saying, like at least the majority of people I know off the top who mm-hmm. scored it for Duplessis, but they scored it Strickland. Uh, Joe Rogan didn't didn't distinctly say that. He just said, "Wow, that's interesting. I wonder what the internet has to say." But though, just from his reaction. And everybody's reaction on that uh, podcast episode that they had, they all scored it Strickland, you know. So I feel like there's a conversation to be had. I think the one thing that's that's at least uh, agreeable on both sides is that it was a close fight. And had it gone for the other person, that wouldn't have been a big fucking deal. Um, but um, just there's some people out there that just pitched it as a shutout. I thought that was odd. Um, because there's no way in hell, <laughs> you know, ain't no way, boy, <laughs> ain't no fucking way that that shit was 4-1. But people just, I, I don't know, I don't know. I just think it was, a lot of people say it was a controversial finish. Even Dana White scored it, um, Sean Strickland. And Duplessis, uh, once he found that out, he said, yeah, Dana's full of shit. So, you know, um, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. You know, uh, Strickland said he wants to run it back. And I'm 100% sure Duplessis wouldn't mind running it back either. I just think he really wants to take advantage of this uh, Israel Adesanya fight. Um, so we'll see what happens there, man. But, um, yeah, I am I, I am of the party who thinks that that round two was up in the air, but I did give it to Duplessis. And to close that out, Duplessis, again, did win by split decision. Any other Any other points on that, gentlemen? Nope. No, I think you did good. 
Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, with that, I want to dive into what we think the future of 185 uh, may be. So with Duplessis now as the 185 champion, that opens up new avenues, of course. Same thing with the strong Trickland win over uh, Israel Adesanya. So um, what do we what do we think of the, the future of 185, gentlemen? You want to take that away, Rich? Give him the rematch. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was actually uh, – this is one thing I wanted to bring up, not just for – this last fight or in this division, but uh, I mean, I wanted to see what like what what the future holds for all of these fighters, win or lose. You know, what do you do with them? Um, but let's see. Let me take a look at <clears throat> middleweight. I mean, it seems like the promotion what they're trying to go after next is Adusanya and Duplessis, and it seems like that's the fight that they both want. And I don't know if I really want to make that fight just yet. I mean, I guess you can. It's just, I don't know. I thought uh, maybe there's some unfinished business here. Because what do you do with Sean Strickland after, you know, such a close fight like that, you know? And uh, I don't know how I feel about these whole immediate rematches. Isn't there like a statistic out there where they talk about – um <clears throat> I guess uh, the win-loss ratio when it comes to immediate rematches. What is it? Something like the whenever it's an immediate rematch, the same person tends to win again, mm-hmm. just in more dominant fashion. So I don't know if that's what I want to see from Sean Strickland. Um, but, man, we have to see some other fights play out first. And then I think from there we could see what happens next with Sean Strickland. So um, maybe you could give him the winner of – Whitaker and Costa, that would be a lot of fun. I think Paulo Costa and Sean Strickland would be a banger of a fight. Mm-hmm. I don't think he gets past Robert Whitaker, my personal opinion. No. Um, yeah, I guess you could also maybe give him Marvin Vittori. If they, he, they haven't fought any of these guys, have they? Uh, I don't think Sean Strickland's fought uh, Marvin Vittori. Yeah, or you could also have him, you know, fight uh, Shemaev. I mean, you know, they had their little beef right there. For a second before this fight got announced, mm. um, and as far as Duplessis, I mean, yeah, I guess beat him out of sun and see what happens from there. What do you think? Um, I think the future of 185 was already interesting when Sean Strickland beat uh, Israel Desonia. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I uh, was thinking about it yesterday because there's so many combinations, but we've seen a lot of those combinations already. We've seen a Vittori Whitaker. We've seen um, who Jared Cannonier fight these guys. We've seen uh, Marvin Vittori fight fight these guys. Like all the people in the top five have have tangled with each other. So I feel like you would have to reach deeper in the top ten. But even if you reach deeper in the top ten, it's not as um, I don't know. It, none, none, nothing screams like immediate, immediate. Besides, either a rematch between Sean Strickland, or the, you know the um, a the potential fight against Drakus Duplessis and Israel Adesanya. Although I do agree with um, Rich on that, I think we need to hold off a little bit to see what happens. What I'd like to happen is um, whoever's whoever's next up in that top five. To I, I would say keep Strickland and. Um, Adesanya away from them because I think there's a lot of stock in the rematch between Israel Adesanya and 
Sean Strickland. I think Izzy, Izzy said multiple times on multiple different occasions, fuck the belt. The belt doesn't matter. The legacy fights are what he's want. And although I'm not a big, oh, look who I fought on my resume kind of guy, uh, at least for mixed martial arts, because I think it counts more in boxing than it does in mixed martial arts because of how unpredictable MMA really is. Um, Izzy has a really well put together resume, but he is all about legacy fights. And I think he would prioritize the Sean Strickland rematch before the Drake is Duplessis. I could be wrong because, you know, Izzy, Izzy does want the Duplessis fight, but not because of the belt. But I think the smart decision would be, um, I would say the, the smart decision would be uh, Paulo Costa versus Rob Whitaker. The winner of that should fight the winner of the rematch between Sean Strickland and Israel Adesanya. Those two fight, and then the winner of that fights Duplessis. But I think, who do we give Duplessis before then? Because a lot of people were saying Chemaev, Chemaev, and I don't know. Like I, I just to set the record state, I love Hamza Chemaev. I think Hamza Chemaev is a monster. Hamza Chemaev is a problem at 170 and 185. A problem. But he is ranked ninth in the middleweight division. And I would love to see him have more fights. I think the problem with Chemaev is the consistency. That's what I'm having a problem with. Because, you know, when he when he was first in the 2020-2021 season, like during the COVID uh, empty arena um, seasons, like mm -hmm. um, he was smashing the shit out of everybody. And everybody was getting really excited. And then, you know, there was the complaint like, oh, he's not really fighting anybody. So then we finally put him up in, in these tests. We know he fought GM3, Gerald Mershot. He knocked him the fuck out. Uh, which is crazy because he's a wrestler and he just knocked his ass the fuck out with one punch. Crazy shit. Uh, and then he fought Gilbert Burns and he went to war with Gilbert Burns. And that's another one of those fights uh, like Sean Strickland and, and Drake is Duplessis where it was up in the air. Had had Gilbert Burns won that fight, I wouldn't have been upset. But Hamza Chemaev won that fight. Again, I wasn't upset. I think both people did enough to put either, either fighter away. Um, but it was an exciting fight. It's a hell of a war. So now it's just like I would love to see more out of Chemayev in the middleweight division before he advances um, to, uh, you know, anybody in that top five. I would give him a top five, a top five opponent next from Chemayev. Let's let's test him like we did at 170. Throw him in there with a top five. We threw we threw Hamza Chemayev in there uh, in 170 with a top five with Gilbert Burns. Let's do the same thing at 185. I think Chemayev is up for the test. And then from there, that creates another, you know, hypothetical situation i think the problem i'm having with 185 at least for the future is just that unforeseen potential there's so much potential at 185 and nothing's happening um but you know hopefully 2024 that'll change so i have high hopes for 185 what about you vic um i'd say one of the best things that came out of i guess <clears throat> i just you losing was the i guess variety and the opponents because we've seen him fight everybody and pretty much dismantle everybody um, I'd say, look, obviously they want Adesanya back in there as soon as possible. That's why they were setting up him and Duplessis for 300. I, that's probably the, that was makes the most sense right now. I, I'd say they already have the rivalry and it's just a natural order of things, I guess, to go through. Hey, this fight is already here. They already want to do it. The, the company's behind it. Everybody else is behind it. Might as well do it. Um, I'd say if you want to test Chemayev with somebody, why not give him Strickland? Go with 
Strickland, Chmaev, and then Hosta and Whitaker, and the winner of those, the winner of each of those fights, fight each other, and whoever wins between Duplessis and Adesanya, fight Adesanya. Have a little bit of a tournament right there. Um, I don't know. That, that's I think one of the big takeaways that we could take from this division is just um, Sean Strickland has more than proven himself that it wasn't just a fluke with Adesanya, you know. Um, and that was, I mean, I don't know why people even said anything like that to begin with because, I mean, he pretty much dominated him for five rounds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people were, I mean, at least me, I was in the mindset of, okay, let me see how this Duplessis fight goes. And, you know, if he does well, which, he, I mean, he did fucking great. Um, if he did well, he's not going anywhere. He is definitely a top five contender, like, no matter what happens. Like, Sean Strickland is definitely a name that you could build with any fighter in the in this division and expect to for him to perform, you know? Yeah, he's a, he's a superstar at 185, man. Yeah. He's... He's um unlikely. Unlikely. Yeah, he <laughs> he it was, was unlikely, um, but I mean it happened. Yeah, no, you're you're right, bro. He was super super underrated, and um, I think he's got like like uh, Vic, I mean clearly, for example, me and Vic don't agree on the decision of Duplessis versus Sean Strickland. However, we both agree that Sean Strickland is a fucking dog, and okay. that he put on. <laughs> he's a fucking dog, my boy. And I think Sean Strickland um, should should be a like a contender versus contender um, person because he's shown time and time again that it, it like again, like you said, this wasn't a fluke. Um, he showed that he could bite down, go toe to toe and create some controversy with a decision that clearly wasn't in his favor. You know, and I think it's because of the I think a lot of people don't see Sean Strickland is that because of the outside influences or not alpha, outside influences, but like the. Like the his personality, Sean, yeah, his, his personality. Thank you, Vic. Thank you. So his personality uh, outside the octagon is what makes him uh, polarizing, I guess. And that's when people are just don't put a lot of stock in him. You know, he's not as, quote unquote, digestible for the public as other fighters may be. And Colby Covington also has that um, sort of situation as well. But we can't deny the skill. You can't deny the performances. You can't deny now the accolades with him becoming a 185-pound middleweight champion over one of the one of the great. I think I can comfortably say Adesanya is probably going to go down in history as one of the greatest middleweights to do it. Um, and he beat him, you know, and he made it look easy. That was total domination. That was four one round, you know. That was four rounds to one. Sorry. And so, uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of do. I kind of do agree with y'all, you know, maybe, maybe Strickland is the contender that people should start watching out for and people should go for. And maybe Chamayev could fight Sean Strickland. And that would be, that would be a good fight. I'd, I'd pay money to see that because we know what kind of, we, we know what kind of styles we're going to be watching when that happens. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see on that. I think uh 185 is going to be um, surprising, uh, surprising for a lot of people uh, this year, at least. So 185 is now becoming one what 155 has been for a long ass time. Um mm. where you could see anybody in the top five being, you know, up there. Even yeah. and then you got these rises like <clears throat> well, not as probably the roster is deep, is what I'm trying to say. Uh yeah. maybe not as deep as 55, but it's definitely getting there. Okay. You know, all these names you can list off if I list off like five. Even the top 10, if I list off the top 10 
for 155 and they're going to fight for the title, you can you could possibly make a case for just about every one of them. And maybe not for the top 10 of 185, but top five for sure, top six, seven. These guys th- is getting deeper and it, 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 it brings a lot of variety. Variety we haven't seen in a lot of these divisions in a long time. So, yeah. And that's another thing that you get when you have these long title reigns of these guys who've been on top of so long. You just you're just waiting for your opportunity to to get in there and then mix mix things up. So, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, this is probably one of the best things that came out of Adesanya losing the title. I I, I agree with you, man. That's a that's a good shout. And uh, I guess from there we can tee off to uh, Richard's topic of the day. Richard, what you got for us, man? I don't really have much of a topic for the day, but I did want to um, see that, like, you know how we just discussed middleweight. I wanted to see if we could maybe do something like that for uh, some of the other fighters and fights that uh, were on this pay-per-view card, if that's cool with you. What's going on? Shoot it. All right. So we got women's, women's bantamweight. So now we have a new champion for in Raquel Pennington. And I think, uh, I mean, it's that one's clear. It's easy. You could just book her and Juliana Pena. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my pick. I mean, that's obviously you have the number one contender, the last person to fight Amanda Nunes. And, I mean, just throw them in there and see what happens. Um, For Myra Bueno Silva, mm, I'm not sure. Uh, I'd have to go back and see who she hasn't fought. I mean, let's see. Uh, I think uh, maybe somebody a little bit lower in the rankings because, man, I like – to kind of piggyback off of what you guys were saying that her not listening to her corner, I don't know if you give her somebody in the top five, maybe anybody from like six to 10, he could give to her. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Um, I agree with you on the, the clear next uh, uh, Bantamweight uh, title challenge should be Juliana Pena. I don't see anybody else. Juliana Pena has the biggest case. Um, for that for that division, she's the last person to beat Amanda Nunes uh, in their fight, and there's really I don't know, there's just really nothing. It, she's already got name value. Uh, we see that she's a great performer. Uh, she's a veteran of the sport. It's weird saying that, but she's <laughs> she's a veteran of the sport. And there's I just feel like with the state of disarray that 135 is looks like it may be in now, I don't see why I don't see anybody else. Uh, in terms of Myra Buena Silva, I also agree with you. Give her somebody six to ten, get that corner work better, and uh, no more yelling like Helen Keller uh, <laughs> to your fucking opponent, bro. Like I, like I swear to God, and you know I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to hash this back out, but it's like your corner had clear work for you to do, clear stuff for you to do, and instead of listening or paying attention to anything he had to say, you want to look over at the corner and yell like a madman and just fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. But you know, Myra Buena Silva, again, not a bad, not a bad performer. She should just go back to the drawing board. I think somebody in, I would say, like you said, in the top ten, outside of the top five, is where she needs to be. Juliana Pena is clearly the number one up next. If anybody else fights Raquel Pennington before Juliana uh, Juliana Pena, like it has to be a, a really big name from another division or nobody, because I don't see it going anywhere else. What about you, Vic? I'm sorry, repeat the question one time. Where what's what's in store next for 135 in the Bantamweight division for women? What's what's Raquel Pennington's uh, next fight 
do you think? And what's the future for Myra Buena Silva? You see, I'm a ladies and gentlemen, it's these short people, man. They will pay <laughs> attention, they just zone out. They're too busy trying to look up to the sky to see if they can, I don't know, see people in general. Is look, man, man, I don't look, know man, what it I know, is. I know, I know you're hungry, man. <laughs> I know you're starving. <laughs> you know, but you can't keep eating up all the airtime. Oh my god. All right, man. I need you to take a break and leave some for the rest of us. All right, man. I need you to well, kick it First in, all, man. Kick it in. I'm gonna box man. your mouth. I'm gonna box your mouth. You keep on talking to me like that, huh? You can't even reach my mouth, bro. You too short, bro. <laughs> too small. Yeah. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> all I'm gonna say is this. I'm gonna say is this. Look. What's up? Wait, let me just say this. Watching the Raquel Pennington fight mm-hmm. with Myra Bueno Silva. Yeah. I felt like I could be a women's champion. Stop. Okay. It. Stop. I felt like I could go in there wild and just dismantle them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my god. Whatever. That's very but, cash money of you. That was very, not very cash money of you, my boy. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. But um, yeah, man, like like Rich said, you know, she Juliana Pena is probably the next fight to go to right there with uh Ra- Raquel Pennington. Um as far as look, man, you y'all guys brought up, you know, listen to your coaches and things like that. As coming, I don't know if you got. Well, I think y'all y'all said y'all did sports and things like that, but I know as individual sports go, and from my experience being a wrestler, sometimes you got to call audibles. Uh, your coach has one experience, but it's another thing being actually in the fight and feeling your opponent and doing all that stuff. So, like I said earlier, when it comes to Raquel Pennington, she was doing something that was unorthodox, not a part of the game plan, but the shit worked. Okay? If you call it audibles and your shit don't work, man, then you need to go back to the drawing board your own damn self. You're really evaluating why you feel like it's not important for you to listen to your coaches. Now, she probably needs some more work. I think... I don't think she, like, falls out of the top five, but maybe put her against... uh, Who hasn't she fought? Damn. That's the thing. And that's the thing, man. When you have when you don't have a deep roster of people of viable opponents, there's only so many times you can fight one person. There's only so many times a Max Holloway can fight a Volkanovsky. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'd say, you know, she probably needs to go back to the drawing board and get some more wins under her belt, get some more experience, and you know, come back better. She needs to get the gas tank under control too. Oh, the uh, gas tank is horrible. But if you look at all these all the fighters, man, <clears throat> like I said earlier, there, there's a bunch of stress. A lot of these this is this was a coming out party for literally almost everybody on this card. And a lot of that stuff, a lot of the pressure <clears throat> can get to you. And I think that's that's what happened with her. And you know, things like that just come getting used to the pressure just comes with the experience being on a grand stage for whether it's a main event or a title fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think with more experience, more time in the cage, she'll she'll gain that. I think she'll come back better, hopefully. I, I hope so, too. I'm right there with you, man. If not, she'll have to fight Isaac and then stop mm-hmm. it. Stop it. Stop it. She'll just make fun of her, how short she is. So. Listen, bro. If Myra Buena Silva want to go against me, I challenge her for the cheeseburger championship of the world. Oh, yeah. You'll you eat that. you eat yours and hers. Yeah, see what I'm saying, bro? Like, you know, I'm undefeated. I've been cheeseburger champion uh for 20 years going, and there's a reason why. 
So, my Rabona Silva, if you want to step up and challenge the cheeseburger champion of the world, Io the Great, uh, be my line, even though you don't have my number at all, and you'll probably never hear this a day in your fucking life. Uh, but yeah, cheeseburger championship of the world, I put it on the line against anybody. So, if you want some, come get some. Double meat, triple meat, quadruple meat. I don't Double give a fuck. That's Pause. <laughs> Pause. Psych, resume. Quadruple meat. Five patties. Six patties. Right. Um. <clears throat> What's up? No, I'm looking at the sure dog. Where uh, I got um, Myra Buena Silva's um, prior fights right here in front of me. So before this Raquel Pennington fight, she mm. had a no contest with Holly Holm. This was back in July. Mm. And before that, she fought Lena Landsberg in February. Gotcha. And I mean, honestly, anything before that, I do not recognize these names. And, and it's I'm because of the what rankings right now. I don't even see Lena Landsberg on the rankings. And, so. and, it's, and it's what Vic, it's because of what Vic said. The roster is not deep. There's not a. We can talk about 135 now. Uh, at least the man's bantamweight division. 135. We can comfortably say, okay, there's this this X amount of people. Yeah. We can talk about 155 X amount of people. We can talk a oh, men's division. We can talk about 145 uh, featherweight division for Volkanovski and all of them. That's X amount of people. And it's hard to do that sometimes um, for women's division. And especially because, you know, I feel like sometimes they rely a lot on on star power and name brand. And you had that with Ananda Nunes in two different divisions. So that's what's really important. It's two different divisions She that she would had a chokehold. And now that she's gone, it's like, who are these people? We're hearing out people who aren't we're, we're hearing about people who aren't even ranked. You know, and it's like and it's no disrespect to any of these fighters that includes Raquel Pennington or Myra Buena Silva. But like Vic said, this is your coming out party. This is your moment to put 135 on the map. And that's what you did. That's what you did. And now because of that, it's like, OK, now 135 is make or break. You have to put on bangers. There has to be somebody to fill that void. Or some bodies, you know what I'm saying? Multiple people. You're gonna do some crazy shit, you know. And so hopefully we'll see. They could throw Vic in there for for short short king champion of the world. They could put me in there for a cheeseburger yeah, champion. Competition. I will eat all the competition. I just told you I'm cheeseburger champion. I stand on that. You're more than welcome to challenge me for the belt, but you gotta be at least six foot. What? Yeah, you can challenge me for a cheeseburger championship, but you gotta be six foot. It's not my fault you sit at four eleven and you have an angry life because of that. Angry? I'm not angry. What is it? What's with the hostility with you, man? Are you okay? Do you need? A He's hug? just hungry, bro. I'm just hungry, bro. He's I'm angry. just hungry. I'm hungry, like you said. Angry. I'm just hungry, bro. Shit. I don't know, man. Yeah, so, I know a good therapist. Do they? Do they serve yeah. cheeseburgers? Shit. Just, what you mean? Shit. What you mean? Your heart. Shit. Need to. Something's wrong with your brain, dog. Are you intoxicated? No, not yet. Are you intoxicated? <laughs> are, are you intoxicated? George St. Pierre. Yes. Oh my god. <clears throat> and he was a champion. Resistance. I mean, we could keep going with this with uh with the other fighters on the card, but mm. I felt like that one, those just the main event and the co-main kind of took a while. So I mean, I don't want to cut into anybody else's time. Vic, did you want to address anything else? Yeah, it is your free space now, Vic. You know, it's what you got for us today, man. Um I, damn, I just had it and then I forgot. Here we but, go. But um, something that you brought up earlier was 
was kind of what I want to talk about as well, as far as you know what what is okay to to say and what's not okay to say as far as these UFC fighters and just people in general. I uh, know you you blocked out a whole space for that, but yeah. uh, I think this is a perfect time to go into this. Because, yeah, go for it. Because one, Isaac, mm-hmm. you can be accused of cyberbullying right now, man. You say yeah. a lot of things that hurt my feelings. No, they don't. I don't say you have, anything. You have no I soul. Say, I don't you have no say soul. Anything. So how do they hurt but, your you feelings? Know, there's there's a point in time where what you say goes too far, dog. Just the accumulation of things. No, it doesn't. And this is not a multi-million dollar company or anything like that. This is just yeah. a small podcast with Iowa the Great and Mystic Rich and, you know, the almighty Vic. Um, Here we go. But do y'all, do y'all guys think there's there's a line to be drawn on what you can or cannot say, what you can or cannot do, and what do you think the repercussions are if that line is crossed? Hmm. That's that's an interesting one. I don't want to so hear like, from you. I want to hear from Rich first, please. That's crazy because you didn't say anybody's <laughs> name. See, that's that. Bro, that's I was, that, I was just that, getting my popcorn ready. That's that. That's that short people bullying right there, bro. You're but bullying, no, bro. I mean, <clears throat> here's my personal thoughts on the thing. I kind of do agree with you. Uh, to a certain extent, because I'm like, well, fuck, you know, this is our podcast. We can say whatever we want. But at the yeah. same time, it's like there's got to be some sort of line, you know, like mm-hmm. I I even feel guilty when I said that shit about, you know, being Vanderlei Silva's little brother. I was like, yeah, that's out of pocket. I probably yeah. shouldn't have said that, you know, because uh, mm-hmm. who knows, man, one day this shit might blow up and then this shit will come back and bite us in the ass. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, this motherfucker right here, you know. Yeah. Um, not that it's like going to be from an ESPN or anything like that, but you know, mm-hmm. like the legality of it, you know, like someone could fucking report you and now your channel gets taken down or, yeah. you know, you, they just, I guess, try to mute us, you mm-hmm. know, I, I don't know what the word would for that be fucking waterboard us, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's why I like the first one I was like, uh, trying to be a little bit more professional and then mm-hmm. this one i'm like I'm a, I'm a little bit more cut back because yeah i think it's just being it's it comes with being comfortable and you know uh it's mostly just talking about results and not so much predictions and we already saw the action and we know what to expect from these guys yeah. but i mean yeah i think uh yeah i don't know what we can do about that <clears throat> besides um wait, try to wait, police wait, ourselves wait, wait. You know, and discuss it between us, like whenever it's our time off. Like, okay, I'm gonna try to not roast my uh, my co-host as much. You know, maybe throw something here or there, but um, definitely, I probably wouldn't do anything like that about a fighter. You know, uh, at least that's that's my opinion. Uh, what do you guys think? I um, I have to go an alternate route with y'all. Um, or I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna go ahead and disagree with y'all. Uh, well, wait, not Vic wait, wait. as much. Not Vic is not Vic as much because Vic is more of a you gotta you gotta work at fifty fifty. Um, the ladies and gentlemen, when I say stuff about Vic or I say stuff about Rich, that's because we're friends, and I know these guys. Uh, I know these guys personally, and they know me personally. So it's always that. It's always that camaraderie. But just for example, say it wasn't right. Um, I feel like they know me well enough to where it's they, they could tell it's a joke. Um, you know, we all say stuff. We all shoot this shit together. And I respect both of these men enough um, 
to 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 tell them to their face you know like maybe if something's too far or not but i am not the herald of motherfucking galactus you are more than welcome to say whatever you want whenever you want um because it is your it's your god-given right i think you can say what you need to say um the problem is is like you have to understand that a lot of that stuff can come with consequences say what you want say what you want i think you can say whatever you want i also think delivery is a, is a thing as well um voice yes. your opinion um yeah so i mean you you get it rich i think delivery is also important as well but for me it's like how can i be authentically myself if i have to con con yeah i have to con consistently censor myself all the time and that's that's sort of like the issue with um, Sean Strickland or other people in the UFC. I know Izzy had it a little a little weird um, a while back uh, with the Joe Rogan situation when they asked him about that, and he kept bringing up the N word, you know, kept saying nigga this and nigga that, to, or you know, to Drake is Duplessis or whatever. But like you 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 have to understand like what they say can come can, can can come with consequences outside of the octagon but i don't think there should be sort of any sort of uh penalization uh um or in like you know or any fines or anything like that. i you know i just don't think so dana's very uh freedom of speech you can say what you want and i i see like there as long go. as he's president that's not going to change that's not going to change at all i don't think it is he's very pro-american very pro first you know first amendment and in, in the constitution we the people so <laughs> maybe if <laughs> maybe if somebody else steps in as president after dana goes and they're just like oh, okay no we got to censor some shit maybe it'll change but as of right now i don't see that i don't see that changing at all you know like and a lot of people were very very hard on sean strickland for saying the stuff he says do i agree with everything sean strickland has to say no do a lot of people agree with a lot of the stuff Sean Strickland has to say? No. Should he be penalized for it? No, absolutely not. Especially if you have a boss like Dana White. Hell no, you shouldn't. And I feel like some people have to understand that, that some people say crazy shit all the time. Doesn't mean you have to put too much stock in it. You know, I don't agree with everything Sean Strickland has to say, but Sean Strickland is a grown-ass man, and Sean Strickland stands on business, and he's being authentically himself. So I don't think like, you know, when the reporters were asking him questions about that, I don't think the reporter was wrong for asking him questions about that. I just think there's a time and a place for it. And I just don't think when he's trying to promote his fight and talk about his fight, I, I personally don't think that's it. I'm more interested in what he wants to do for the fight, the heat he has between him and his competitor more than I am about his views on homosexuality or anything like I just don't I don't care. You know, if I want to know that about Sean Strickland, I'll go and I'll look for stuff outside of the octagon that has to do with Sean Strickland. Um, same thing with like Israel Adesanya when the when uh, somebody tried to ask Dana about, um, you know, like what are we doing about was it was it weird when Izzy kept calling Drake is Duplessis like the N word? He's the reporter said, but you know, like there was really I just don't I don't know. It's trash talk. It's allowed in the company. I think you should just leave it be outside of the company. Whatever happens, happens. But no, I don't think um, people like Sean Strickland or or Israel Adesanya or even Drake is Duplessis because if we're gonna keep it a buck, Drake is Dupl Drake is Duplessis said you think your dad beat you? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you worse than your daddy. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, that struck a chord with Sean Strickland. So I mean, like nobody's coming at Drake is Duplessis throat for that shit, and that was clearly childhood trauma. But don't nobody give a shit. Again, that's why I said what you say, especially in a fight game. If you're trying to promote a fight, what you say is what you say. Anything goes. Unfortunately, 
you have to stick with that rule wholeheartedly. Like we're we're just gonna sit here and pretend like Colby Covington should get a pass for the stuff. He, no, 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 no. Colby Covington can say whatever the fuck he wants to say. And Colby Covington says some crazy ass shit about Leon Edwards' dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then same thing with Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley just said, at least my dad didn't fuck me. You know what I'm saying? That's some crazy <laughs> That's shit to say. I had a line, bro. That's what he said. Jesus, you know, Deshaun Strickland was like, huh? What? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, at least my dad didn't fuck me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's some crazy shit to say. But those guys, they're trying to promote a fight. They're trying to come back at each other. And they're trying to chop, shoot the shit, talk shit about each other. And that 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 entails the life of a fighter. And, like, let's just keep it a book. UFC fighters have been saying crazy shit for years before Sean Strickland. And the only reason why people sort of give a shit now is because the UFC is climbing in popularity. That's literally it. Because if that's the case, go go back and cancel all the shit all the other UFC fighters. Rampage Jackson was saying crazy shit about Ariel Hawani. I'm also, man, shut your ass up. That's why you a beta male. You a beta male. I'm alpha. I'm alpha. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, all right, cool. Like, let's play. Let's play the fucking game. Throwback. Let's fuck. See what I'm saying? Like, let's let's play the game. But I don't think. I think there's a time and place for it, yes. The time and the place for those fighters to talk shit in the octagon, on Twitter, whatever the fuck. You say those things knowing that there's an opportunity for consequence. You say those things knowing that, but you have to be authentically yourself. And Sean Strickland is authentically himself. And I would hate for him to go out and censor himself um, because that's not who he is. Again, do I agree with all the rhetoric Sean Strickland says? No, no. Um, but do I think he's a, do I think he's like a, a, a horrible person or some crazy bigot? I don't know, man. I really, I don't know the guy like that, but I mean, he doesn't mean any ill will towards me. He's like best friends with Chris Curtis. So the racist thing, I'm not sure, you know, Chris Curtis is a black man. You know what I'm saying? Is he though? Isn't, is he, <laughs> is he, stop it. Stop it. Yeah. He, he, one of the brothers, man. So I, I just, I, the whole comment with, you know, them saying that, Oh, Dana White should keep his fighters on a leash. That's so weird Definitely to say. That's not. so weird. Yeah. So I have yeah. to, like I said, I, I don't disagree with either of what y'all had to say, but I personally, there shouldn't be any sort of penalties for, for anything these fighters say, especially when you have a boss like Dana White who just says, go out there and sell that shit. No, no, I agree. I was just more so talking about like, um, I guess, uh, us, you know, it, mm. uh, and also, you know, trying to ha- keep some level of professionalism of into course. it. You know? But yeah, no, I agree with everything that you said. But I, I was just mostly talking about like us. You know? I mean, it, even with us, like I said before, like I know you guys, and you guys know me, and you know what kind of person yeah. I am. No, and I know no, and I don't mean us are, like you know? uh, at each other. I mean like us. I guess like I, I keep going back to it, but you know, me calling her like Vanderlei Silva. Uh, bro, brother, listen, you know? bro, listen, listen. Only thing that can happen to you is nothing at this point. Just don't yeah. you don't like, don't like don't put that pressure on yourself. Again, we're just starting out. This is not we're we're not trying to go out here and be like, oh, our feelings, you know, like that's nah, fuck we, about me, feelings, me and you feel what we feel. Me and Vic feel what we feel. It is what it is. This is not a, a therapist podcast session. Um, but at the same time, it's like I feel like as fans. And as people who stand on merits and stand in what we believe, it's okay to say the things that we say as long as people understand that they're jokes. Now, people can get sensitive. We can't control people's sensitivity. Shit. Vic, Vic, you know how many times Vic called me a fat motherfucker? Motherfucker just called me cockeyed as fuck on this podcast, bro. And I'm keeping all that shit in. You know what I'm saying? 
Like I right. understand. I understand. Like I, I can tell the difference between the joke. Like for example, when I said Myra Brennan Swivel was over there yelling like Helen Keller. <laughs> bro, you think I care? What is she gonna do? Hit me up in Portuguese yeah, bro, and tell really me what came I, out her ass. Bro, I I don't I don't care. I don't care. It's a joke, and I I said what I said, man. And if she doesn't like it, she's more than welcome to hit me up on no social media because I have none, so she can and find can out bro, where I live. We get a fucking. Uh, he's like, hey, I finally got us an interview with a UFC fighter. He's like, who they give us? Myra Bueno Silva. She gonna get on my ass, and she's she'll probably beat the shit out of me too. Say, uh, first of all, I don't want to answer questions from Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she'll she'll talk the shit out of me, bro. And again, I said all respects to Myra Bonasola, but in that moment when you're on a stool and the coach is trying to tell you something, you're looking over and yelling at your opponent. Come on now, but you know. So to that, I, I'm gonna close. I'm gonna close out on that, and just by saying, like, um, be authentically yourself. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, Anything? Any any closing statements, Vic? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, man. We've been waiting for you to yeah. talk this whole time. I was just making sure. Um, yeah, man. All for, all is fear and love and war. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the stuff that Kobe says, like you said, is out of pocket. A lot of people yeah. say some out of pocket stuff. Mm-hmm. Even the the president of the company says some out of pocket shit. Of course, That's fucking illegal. <laughs> That's fucking <laughs> illegal. Yeah, he even trash talked Jesus at one point. But like, you know, these you can't take you have to take what they say with a grain of salt. Because again, this is the entertainment industry. Not only that, not only is it the fight business, but it's entertainment. And the more that Sean Strickland says the shit that he says, the more these guys talk and build the fights, the more eyes are just gonna come and mm-hmm. and 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 watch. And the more money the guys are gonna make. But you gotta remember, man. They're fighters. Yeah. They're like the lowest of the low. Like in terms of what fighting is, it's a barbaric fucking sport. It was a it was a sport to get out of a position, not to it's it's kind of like glamorized now. Oh, I want to be a, a fighter, but these this is back in the day, this used to be the last resort mm-hmm. to fight. Now it's a big thing. So don't make it something that it's not. Yeah. You know, don't make it so so serious that 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 you can't Take a fucking joke, or look, man. Don't if you, if it's too hot for you, don't watch. Don't mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Somebody else is gonna watch, and somebody else is gonna enjoy it way more than you. Um, as far as this podcast, uh, Rich kind of touched on a little bit. Isaac, you fucking suck, man. So <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, that's um, funny. No, I love you, dog. Um. Yeah, I only I only said that stuff to say that you know it's okay. Yeah, uh, we can say whatever we want as long as mm-hmm. we're prepared to deal with the consequences. And I don't think I personally haven't said anything that I can't take back. Mm-hmm. Isaac, on the other hand, you know, Wild. you're pretty offensive to just everybody. So yeah. you gotta be, you know, whatever. I'm, authentic- I'm authentically myself. Yeah, and Rich, you know, don't feel bad for calling that girl Vanille Silva's brother because. You know, it's, I say that's pretty accurate. Um, <laughs> ah, no, y'all, you, y'all, you gotta stop. read the room sometimes, you know. Y'all over here, cyberbully. Join the club. All I'm saying is this, man. You know, as long as you're good with the consequences, more power to you. Um, just don't be surprised when that shit come on your ass. You know. 
Pause. Pause. Nah, resume. It's okay. Hey, yo. Nah, just resume. It's fine. Press play. Nah, yeah. Yeah, but no, I feel like that's a good one. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with that, gentlemen. I I doubt anything's going to happen. Uh, Dana's just going to keep letting it happen, you know? You know, a lot of, let me just say this. Yeah. You know, you know when people are mad mm-hmm. when somebody says something that's true. I'm not saying what he said was true, but like, that's when mm-hmm. people really get mad because people don't like the truth. Whether whether it's me saying something true about Isaac or Isaac saying something about true that, that's about me, if it's true, most people are going to like it. So it's just take it with a grain of salt, man. Just keep going. Fuck it. And that's all Sean does, man. He doesn't care. What are they going to do? Nobody's going to do anything to these fighters, bro. I feel like it's so easy for, like, especially people who are, like, Gen Z, it's easy for them to. And, I, you know, I'm not here to attack people for who they who they had tried to cancel or anything like that. That's not up to me. You do what you want. But, like, it's it's a lot easier for you to go out there and cancel, like, celebrities or influencers or whatever the fuck. Good luck canceling a fighter, bro. They don't care. They don't care. People don't, and this people don't even. I I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I have yet to see people go and confront fighters like they do celebrities, or like they do politicians, or like they do anything like that. You know, especially when those celebrities or politicians or influencers, um, I guess, sort of have they beckon those consequences. But I I don't really see that with fighters too much. The only time I really see that is when the reporters come in and ask these questions. Now I'm not here to shit on the reporters. Um, because sometimes it's not even on the reporters. Sometimes the company that the reporters work for, they make them come out there and ask those questions. So you can't even put it all in the reporters. And sometimes the questions are valid. Sometimes they're bullshit that nobody cares about. But, you know, it's a lot easier to come for people who don't fight and beat the shit out of people uh, for a living. You know, it's easier to go, uh, you know, talk to those people than it is for people who actually do do that for a living. So with that, I say just uh, say what you want to say understand that there may be consequences but you know what with that said ladies and gentlemen i have been io the great my two wonderful co-hosts mystic rich today king of the week and also my very good short friend uh (laughs) vicious vic we have been ntc or not that casual thank you guys so much for joining us and uh yeah we'll see you guys at usc 298 love you guys good night Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Not That Casual podcast. Bit of a long one, but I promise you, well worth it. If you like what you hear, uh, please give us a follow. We'd really appreciate it. And yeah, UFC 298 up next. Let's lock in and uh, we'll see you guys at the next one.